Weekend Mornings with Glenn Van Zutphen. Replay from Money FM 89.3. What is this going to do for our, our business landscape? Uh, wh- what are you seeing? Well, you know, Glenn, uh, number one, this has hung over us for the last three and a half years. So now that it's out of the way, we have finally had Brexit happen. Uh, it, it, it's in some ways for businesses a relief. Uh, businesses in the UK, for investors in general, it's a bit of a relief because, you know, we've been, uh, we've been left uh, hanging for quite a while. But at the same time, it also heralds a new period of uncertainty because we've had a 47-year union between the UK and EU now come to an end. And a new chapter begins, and that chapter also, you know, heralds a, a period of uncertainty because now the UK has to work a deal out with the EU. And I think what worries a lot of investors and even businesses is that Boris Johnson has set a very tight timeline. He's given himself till the end of this year to work out the deal. Now, to put things in perspective, Canada took nine years to work out a deal with the EU. So to work out something in the next 10 months seems rather challenging, ambitious. And I think what worries investors and maybe, like I said, businesses, is that eventually at the end of the day, if a deal is not struck, then we get a no-deal Brexit, which is what the market's worried about before uh, the Conservative Party got its majority. So we're not out of the woods, Glenn. I mean, we've got a short honeymoon period before all these worries about a no-deal Brexit come back to the forefront probably in the second half of this year. Hello, it's Neil here. You literally took the words out of my mouth. I said exactly the same thing about an hour earlier. This is the key thing now, isn't it? As you correctly said, Boris Johnson, the British Prime Minister, has has promised to make a deal no matter what by December the 31st. But as as you correctly know, nothing has started yet. The EU 27 ministers will formally have to adopt the current deal, the agreement, by the 25th of February. Then you've got more talks that are going to start on the 3rd of March. So we're not even talking now. We're talking about from March. Then between March and arguably by about October, you've got to start to ratify these deals. Precisely. Now, the pound... It stabilised a little bit when Boris Johnson won the general election, didn't it? Because it thought, OK, at least there's a little bit of clarity. I mean, what do you see the pound doing in relation to the Singapore dollar? It's around 177, 178 now, when you've got eight, nine months of real uncertainty, haven't we? Indeed. I mean, so the pound probably is going to water at least into the first half of this year. Uh, I mean, the fact that the Bank of England has decided not to cut interest rates at its meeting uh, in the past few days... Uh, help the pound. The pound was at about 130 against the US dollar, but it's now picked up slightly to 132 against the US dollar. Uh, we see treading water uh, for the next few months, but as we approach that October timeline we talked about, uh, in the second half of this year, nervousness is going to set yeah. in. It's going to weigh on the pound. But, you know, Boris Johnson has pulled off, uh, you know, uh, probably what is one of the biggest political stunts we've seen in the UK and uh, in EU history. So, you know, nine months sounds challenging, but, you know, it's not just the UK that will uh, will, will disbenefit or, or be disadvantaged if there's no deal. The EU will be affected as well. So it's possible that the EU leaders may compromise in a big way and a deal may be struck. I mean, unthinkable can happen. So, But nevertheless, you know, as we run into the second half of the year, I think the pound is going to face a bit of pressure. But whether it breaks below the 130 against the US dollar level, which is a critical level, I think uh, that remains to be seen. Uh, markets are still going to be hopeful that uh, when the British finance minister announces the budget in March, there could be some stimulus for the economy that could support the pound as well. We're speaking with Vasu Menon, the Executive Director, Investment Strategy at OCBC. And Vasu, given all this, the fact that 
uh, frankly, nothing much is going to change in the next year or so or 11 months. Um, what, what do the opportunities or potential opportunities look like for, uh, for Asian companies, companies based in Singapore, this part of the world? Is there, is there, any, is there any upside uh, at this moment in time uh, vis-a-vis investment strategy for companies uh, here that may or may not be doing business uh, into Europe? Well, you know, I think uh, at this juncture, you know, it's really a wait-and-see uh, approach. It is too early for, you know, businesses, even investors, to uh, take any strong, you know, aggressive stance on uh, where things are going to pan out because there's a lot of uh, politics involved over here. What's going to happen in the next 10 months uh, it remains very, very uncertain. It's less uncertain than before uh, the Conservative Party won the elections and we finally have Brexit. But, we have, like I said, we have a new chapter now. So I think, you know, uh, investors, companies are going to be cautious, very cautious for the next few months until they get a handle of what's happening. Um, so, you know, but, but nevertheless, you know, if, if we have a deal uh, that is good for the UK and good for the EU eventually, which may well happen, then you're going to find that uh, UK assets and EU assets are going to look very attractive. Uh, in fact, we have started telling our investors, you know, from a portfolio investment perspective, to start putting a bit more money into Europe because we think that, you know, the political uncertainty will start clearing up a bit more uh, this year, going into next year, on the pretext that, you know, they, they work out a deal that, you know, is beneficial to both parties. That's very interesting. It's Neil again here. Uh, the British government has said that they will prioritise the key issues, of course, which will be trade, fisheries and security in the coming months before they do the more broader agreements that will take place. So there will be a period of uncertainty. So during that uncertainty, do you see more Dyson-type situations where companies may shift to this part of the world? We've already seen a number of car manufacturers in the UK increasingly move into different territories. Some other groups recently have moved into Europe, into Paris. Do you see that happening or do you think it's a wait and see approach? Or will you get more investment like Dyson setting up shop in this part of the world? I think, you know, the Dyson type of uh, investment most uh, probably would have been planned out, would, it, would, be, would be taking place already. This is not something that's going to happen because of what's going to happen in the next 10 months. I suspect uh, would have taken place much earlier, planned much earlier. Uh, at this juncture, you could have some marginal moves in investments, but the big ones, I think, will wait and see. Because uh, we're not sure how all this is going to pan out. You know, the UK may still hold its pole position as a, uh, you know, the financial center of Europe. May still be a very attractive place to invest in. And now that we've got Conservative Party with a very clear majority, able to do things, get things going. So, you know, I would not, uh, if I'm a business, I would not be too uh, trigger happy and, you know, uh, move big investments over. But, you know, all the margin things that have been planned last year may still take place. And just briefly, uh, do you think the, the the political uncertainty that will happen in the next few months, definitely in the UK, in terms of possible Scottish referendums, possible calls for unification between North and South Ireland, plus you've got the the border situation, the the backstop with with Northern Ireland, do they have any ramifications for this part of the world? Uh, definitely, you know, because if uh, for whatever reason uh, uh, we have all those issues uh, posing roadblocks for eventual EU-UK deal, uh, then uh, clearly we are then into another period of uh, uncertainty and no-deal Brexit will take place. And, um, yeah, that, that's not the best piece of news uh, for this part of the world, you know, because the EU is still a significant market 
for uh, for for businesses in this part of the world. Vasu, and just to just to wrap up, uh, three things that you think um, the businesses here in Singapore and in, across ASEAN should be mindful of, should be looking at uh, in the next uh, two to three months vis-a-vis the Brexit situation as they are trying to make some strategy for this year. Well, you know, I mean, not really 100% cup of tea, Glenn, but nevertheless, you know, I think uh, I think you want to keep a pulse on what happens between uh, what between the EU and uh, the UK in terms of trade negotiations, the rhetoric that comes out, uh, whether you see the EU leaders showing elements of compromise. I think, you know, those things are very, very important because this is a game of politics. What's going to happen in the next two, three months is really a game of politics, posturing. Uh, it'll be interesting to see whether the EU leaders uh, actually are prepared to compromise with uh, Johnson, whether Johnson himself is prepared to compromise. And the indications are that, you know, there, there is going to be some form of compromise. And I think that's going to be a relief for, for a lot of companies here and uh, makes their planning a lot easier. Vasu Menon, thank you so much for joining us today. Executive Director, Investment Strategy, OCBC. Really appreciate your time this morning on Money FM. Thank you very much for having me on the show. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.